My name is Lewis, and you are listening to Budo, The Martial Way. Today, I am going to share with you some personal circumstances, and I will try my best to explain to you how they have motivated me toward new depths of forgiveness. If you consider what I have to share with you today and apply it to your own life, it could just change things for the better. I would like to speak to you of forgiveness and my own, how should I describe it, progress, realizations, uh, spiritual development on the topic. I would like to share with you the thoughts I have had. I hope this gives you some thoughts and ideas of your own and that together we are able to move forward and learn something new from this experience. Let me start this podcast episode right now by telling you what this is not. This is not some hippy-dippy, love everyone, everyone is inherently good, let's put flowers in our hair and watch Disney movies. Listen, I've spent my entire life learning how to kill people. I have extensive martial arts experience. I volunteered to serve as an infantry reservist. Our job was to locate, close with, and destroy the enemy by fire and maneuver. You know the story. As a teenager, contempt and resentment were my primary emotions. Forgiveness does not come naturally to me. However, through extensive study, practice, guidance, and maybe a bit of luck, my attitude has changed. I have had several significant life-changing experiences, and now my entire perspective on everything has changed. Why should we express forgiveness? What about justice? If we have been wronged, surely it is for those who have wronged us to repent and atone for their sins. Well, the problem is that anger, resentment, rejection in any form is first and foremost a hindrance to ourselves. This is something I have spoken about previously in episode 14 of the podcast, the five hindrances, and then followed up on in episode 19 as I spoke about the five interests. To counteract the negative qualities of anger and rejection, we have forgiveness, compassion, and understanding. So I say again, you suffer from your own anger more than anyone else. I have heard anger described with the metaphor of picking up a burning hot coal to throw at someone else, or like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, which is a funny analogy, I like that. The problem with anger, one of the problems with anger, is that we always feel justified in our anger. We always, always convince ourselves that we have been wronged and that the other person has done something wrong and we are the victim. They are bad, we are good. And you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe you are completely without fault and the other person is out of line. But again, I remind you, whether you are morally without fault or not, it doesn't change the fact that you are first and foremost the greatest victim of your own anger. And so you should express forgiveness, not only for their benefit, but also for your own. And you know what? Forgiveness works both ways. 
I'm not talking about the other person forgiving you. No, 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 no. I'm talking about you forgiving yourself. We've all done bad things. We've all made mistakes. No one in this world is either 100% good or evil. We're all somewhere on the spectrum. If you are incapable of forgiving others, I guarantee that on some level, you are incapable of forgiving yourself for your own mistakes. Let me tell you about some of my experiences with personal conflict over the last few years and how they have led me to the point I am at now. In the last three, four years, I have had notable arguments with three people in my close social circle. First off, let me tell you about Frank. No, that's not his real name. If you know me personally, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. And if you're a long-time listener of the podcast, you'll know I've talked about this guy before under some name or another. I used to live with Frank. For three years, I lived with two other guys. And in those three years, Frank was a difficult person. Frank is the angriest person I have ever known in my entire life. He has some serious emotional issues and often takes it out on the people around him. The longer I lived with him, the more difficult this was to deal with, and toward the end, I just had enough of him. His behavior was totally unacceptable. I have plenty of valid reasons to be angry at Frank. His explosive fits of rage, his daily anger and generally unacceptable behavior upset me, to say the least. Even after I left England and moved to Japan, I still had such anger and resentment for Frank. In my most charitable moments, I would feel pity for him. And in my least charitable moments, I would feel deep contempt and resentment for him and his behavior. Since then, whilst living in Japan, I have had another pretty big argument with another one of my close friends, a very close friend, we go back to our teenage years. Let's call him James. Now, James and I have lived very different lives. While I joined the army, worked in security, martial arts, often surrounding myself with stone-cold killers, James went well off into the deep left. He's a big part of the whole LGBT crowd and generally a very liberal guy. Unsurprisingly, we disagree on some things. That has never been a problem for me. I welcome disagreement. I really appreciate his alternative perspective on some hot topics. But I don't think James feels quite the same way. He has got very upset with me based on my attitude toward recent issues, specifically the Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots in America, which I think has piled on top of a long-standing resentment of my attitudes toward uh, gender, race, all that other good stuff that the left like to obsess over. Anyway, long story short, last year he got very angry with me and hasn't really spoken to me since then. Last, we have the fiancé of one of my very close friends who recently lost her shit at me and actually uninvited me to their wedding based on comments I had made in a private conversation about the coronavirus situation. Wow, I'm getting real personal here, aren't I? <laughs> Giving you a little window into my personal life. Well, stick with me. I am going somewhere with all this. 
Now, this person's words particularly offended me. Let's call her Sarah. Sarah annoyed me not because of her disagreement with me over the corona issue, but that she had the audacity to criticize and condemn me for sharing my opinion at all, whilst she also messaged me, giving me her unsolicited opinion about a private conversation of which she was not a part. Now, I was tempted to call her out on this flagrant hypocrisy, but for the sake of my friend to which she is engaged, I restrained myself and kept my response civil and polite. After my brief altercation with Sarah, there was a lot of things I wanted to say, but I didn't. And you know, I festered on that for a few days. Exactly the same with James and Frank, especially Frank, as my conflict with him was the result of three years of living together. You know, after you have an argument with someone, you play it over in your head. You think of all the things you could have said. Think of all the ways they were wrong and you were right. Well, as I said before, this comes easily for me. As someone who grew up in a life of resentment and contempt, this simmering anger is a feeling I'm very familiar with. But unlike my teenage years, I didn't unload on any of these people. I kept myself in check. Because despite our disagreements, I do have respect for these people. I have compassion for these people. They are my friends. We go back a long way. But still, I was annoyed at the things they said and the way they behaved toward me. However, over the last few weeks, this year really, I have had a profound shift in perspective. I have come to fully forgive them. I expressed some forgiveness toward them before, but really it was just enough forgiveness to enable me to tolerate their opinions and behavior, just enough that I was able to maintain my composure, even as they were losing theirs. But now I truly forgive them. I understand that everything arises from conditions. I understand that they behave the way they do, that they believe the things they do, based on their experience and the environment they live in, the people they associate with and the information they consume, just as I myself am a product of all those same things. I don't want to diminish the element of free will, but it would seem that disagreements and conflict often arise from projection. I project my expectations onto them and get upset when they don't behave as I expect them to. Well, it would be unreasonable for me to expect anyone else to behave within the boundaries of my expectations. These people have not lived my life, nor have I lived theirs. So it is a matter of course that we should disagree. When we look at any situation, we are going to judge it differently based on our own subjective experience and knowledge. I understand to some degree why they think the way they do, the motivations for their opinions and actions, their idea of compassion, fear, anger, their own expectations of social responsibility. I may disagree with them, but disagreement can only arise when we understand someone. If we don't understand the person we're arguing with, it's not disagreement, it's first and foremost misunderstanding. So I forgive them. I harbour no ill will toward any of them. Life is far too short for that. 
Even if they are real angry at me, I don't resent any of them for it. Now, I know what you're thinking. Maybe they don't want my forgiveness. How arrogant and condescending of me to to bestow my forgiveness upon them. Well, I agree with you. I can all but guarantee they don't want my forgiveness. I am almost certain that they think they are in the right, that I am incorrect, and that I should apologize for my behavior. In fact, I know that's what Sarah thinks because that's exactly what she told me. But hold on a moment. You see, I forgive them, but I also forgive myself. Now, this isn't some self-indulgent excuse of my behavior. I'm not writing myself a blank check to say and do whatever I want. I've really thought about this. You see, let's say, hypothetically, just for a moment, let's say they are right. Let's assume for a moment that everything they have said about me is correct. When I think back to my conflict with Frank, James and Sarah, let's say that I was wrong every time, that all of the views and opinions I expressed were completely wrong. Now, working with that mindset, assessing myself based on their values, I do not believe that anything I have said or done is entirely beyond forgiveness. I have not done anyone any irreparable damage. I am sure that somewhere along the way I have been wrong and I have made mistakes, but I do not believe that anything I have done is so reprehensible, so outlandishly evil that I cannot be forgiven for my mistakes. And so, assuming the worst, even if I assume that I am wrong on all counts, I am still able to forgive myself. I have thought about this very carefully, and after all has been said, I forgive them and I forgive myself. Maybe they don't forgive me. They are not obliged to. They can think whatever they want about me. If they disagree with me, that's fine. If they resent me for the things I believe and the opinions I have expressed, that's fine too. It's a shame. I don't want to be in conflict with anyone. I respect them and value their friendship despite our disagreements. But if they are unable to look past their own prejudice, if they are unable or unwilling to forgive me, then so be it. At the very least, I hope they are not still angry with me. Not for my benefit. I am at peace. I hope they are not angry because, as I said before, the person who is angry is first and foremost the victim of that anger, and I do not wish for them to suffer unnecessarily. You cannot force forgiveness. Anger is an extremely potent emotion and it cannot be simply pushed away. Forgiveness must happen authentically or it cannot happen at all. Forgiveness can be developed with practice and study, with deep consideration and a genuine will to grow. Forgiveness is a quality that can be cultivated. Think how different the world would be if we were all just a little bit more ready to forgive others. How much of the anger and conflict we see every day is the projection of internal suffering. If more people were at peace with themselves, 
were able to forgive others and able to forgive themselves, how much unnecessary conflict could be avoided? Matthew chapter 5 verse 44. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. The last thing I will share with you on this topic is a method of meditating on compassion and forgiveness that you may be interested in giving a try. Next time you are meditating, once you have sat yourself down and centered yourself, consider this. First off, begin by thinking about your close friends, your family and loved ones. Think about your favorite people and try to express forgiveness and compassion toward them. Maybe that's very easy. Maybe you've had some conflict with one or two of them. Whatever the case may be, try to think of the closest people to you in your life and to forgive them, to feel compassion for them. Practice this for a few minutes. Take your time. Get comfortable with it. There's no rush. Once you have done this, next, try to think of the slightly more distant acquaintances in your life. Think of the people you feel more neutral about. Maybe someone you work with or a friend of a friend you often see. Think of the people you don't really have any particularly strong feelings for or against. And try to extend to them feelings of forgiveness, feelings of compassion. And last, once you're comfortable with that, try to think of people you actively dislike. The people who dislike you. Think of the people you have no love for. And once again, consider forgiveness. Think of compassion. This is a worthy exercise and most in accordance with the way. Of course, I'm a martial artist, a trained soldier, a warrior, and I will crush my enemies with uncompromising savagery if that is what is required. But most of the time, such things are not required. And so... If at all possible, we should endeavor to connect peacefully with those around us, to cultivate an environment of respect and understanding as far as we are able to, for that is the way. And there you have it. It is honestly remarkable how much I have changed. When I think back to my teenage years, I cannot think of a single instance in which I would forgive anyone for anything ever. I was such a whirlpool of anger and frustration. Now, as I have transformed my inner self, my outer environment too has transformed into something entirely new. I have found a new peace and tranquility that I never knew was possible. If feelings of contempt and resentment are something that sound familiar to you, I hope what I've spoken about today has given you something to think about. Because soon enough, we're all going to be dead. And I believe that a vast majority of the conflict we subject ourselves to is entirely unnecessary. Forgive others, forgive yourself. Next week, I will be talking about the friend zone and why you need it in your life. What is this soy story? That's right. The friend zone is a valuable asset. Tune in to episode 32 to hear what I've got to say, and it might just transform your entire social life. <laughs>
Until then, thank you for your time. I hope your year is going well. Keep moving for those on the way become the way.